Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, our, oh, I should tell you, <clears throat> in this uh, episode of the Let's Go Eat show, we, uh, we don't eat anything. We don't have any food anywhere in sight. We just recorded this uh, episode of the podcast in a podcast broadcast booth uh, at uh, Broadway Media. Uh, our guest uh, on the Let's Go Eat show, uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. Uh, he is the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. And uh, I've kind of gotten to know him a little bit over the last couple of three years. And, um, you know, he's a good guy. He's a Republican and he's way too conservative for me. But he's a good guy, and he's willing to talk about things and consider other viewpoints. Um, as the lieutenant governor, he's the chief election officer of the state of Utah, and um, we talk about whether there was Russian meddling in the uh, election process in Utah, because he's the guy who had to investigate that. I think he'll be interested in what he has to say about that. Uh, we talk about how he got to be the lieutenant governor, uh, how he views pol politics today. He's uh, an interesting fellow. Spencer J. Cox on this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show. That should work. Perfect. All right. Uh, here we go. It's the Let's Go Eat Show, as uh, as I probably already have introduced it. And uh, our guest is uh, Spencer J. Cox, the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. Uh, it's not, you know, we call it the Let's Go Eat Show, but we're not going to eat anything. Is that okay? Uh, it's fine. I mean, I'm a little disappointed, but well, we'll, have to, we'll have to get food another time. Well, let's go. Maybe we should go out to lunch sometime and then and talk off the record. Um, uh, but uh, I'm also trying to produce the show here with uh, levels and all of that, so I hope it works out. I usually don't do this part of it. If it doesn't, we'll we'll do it again sometime. All right. Now, uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Cox, Spencer, um, you – I want to just start back – who you are and where you came from. How many generations of your family go back in San Pete County? Uh, all of them. I, I'm sixth generation, and uh, my kids are seventh generation. On the same farm, my great-great-great-grandfather settled 160-plus years ago. Uh, every line of mine traces back to uh, to pioneers that came to these valleys and were the first settlers in, in here. My, my great-great-great-grandfather was the first white settler uh, male child born in the Salt Lake Valley to live to maturity, my great-great-grandfather. So, uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, we, we've been here, and, and they all ended up in Sampy County eventually. That's uh, where little town of Fairview. Fairview, yeah. Where, um, uh, where did they come from? A hundred and six hundred? How many years? Hundred and sixty. Well, so, so yeah, they they've been in Sampy for about one hundred and sixty. Where years. did they come from? Uh, they they 
came from all over. Uh, most of them came from the, the Massachusetts colonies. That's kind of where uh-huh. the, the Coxes especially settled in that area. Uh, most of my ancestors hearken back to England, uh, very, yeah. very British. So, some uh, other European countries, a, a couple Scandinavian lines in there, but mostly British. Is what where kind of farmers were they? What did they, what did, they do? So, so the, yeah, the dairy farmers is, is where, where they started. And uh, my dad sold the cows when I was young after after my grandpa passed away at, at a fairly young age in his, his early 60s and, and left the farm there. We got rid of the cows. And so we've been raising alfalfa, oats, uh, some barley on occasion ever since. As the uh, uh, acreage that they had, has that shrunk over the over time a little bit no or? it's it's grown a little bit we, a little we've bit. added yeah we've added some some pieces there but it's it's not a big farm it's it's you know it, it could barely it was barely able to, for, for my dad and his family to survive on the farm they were incredibly poor growing up mm-hmm. and uh, it's more of a hobby now a great place to raise kids and grandkids a uh, great place to lose money every year we have about 150 acres that, that we now farm there. your dad didn't make his living solely on no, the farm. No, he did not. He, this is interesting to me. Was it your father who started this telecom? No, it was it was actually uh, my my uh, my great grandfather. So my father's grandfather. Uh, I can back up a little. In 1903, four farmers wanted telephone service, and uh, the the Ma Bell predecessor at the time would only bring it to Mount Pleasant, which was six miles away. So they got their wagons. So you and had some, to drive down to Mount Pleasant to, to, to use the to phone. make a phone call. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you had to take your your horse and and head down there. Mm-hmm. So they 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 loaded up some poles and got some wire and and brought telephone service. Started the Fairview. Telephone company in 1919. My great grandfather bought that company, and uh, it remained in the family. So they, so then the family had the farm and the telephone company. When, uh, when, when it was it was passed on to when my great grandfather died he passed it on to two of his kids my grandfather got the farm his brother got the telephone company well guess who got screwed in that yeah we we definitely got screwed in that deal but did they perceive it that way at all or did they uh i don't know it was good or i don't know so at the time that it was perceived that way it was the the, the company didn't make money at all it was almost bankrupt into the 80s yeah a very small telephone company um so my dad and his cousin it, it got passed on to my dad's cousin down that line mm-hmm. and my dad got hired there when his dad died and uh at a young age i was i was a baby and they, he needed to try to make a living and so the two of them kind of ran it together um eventually he gave my dad some ownership in the company and they they turned it into a a great enterprise now over 100 employees that uh is is driving fiber optics throughout the state a lot of those new big buildings in lehigh that you see are running on on our fiber which, is, which is kind of cool yeah, yeah for a small town uh I've been in Fairview. I've been yeah. in Fairview with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's uh, and the and it's just beautiful. Yeah. The whole area, you know. And it's kind of. I don't think people. A lot of people really know what San Pete County is and Fairview and. Um, uh, what's the big the big next about uh, Mount Pleasant? Mount Pleasant, Ephraim, yeah. Manti. They know a little bit more. Snow Manti, College maybe, and the, yeah. you know the Manti pageant temple stuff. But but the you know and I've just had the opportunity to go there a few times because we've done some broadcasts at Snow College and I was just blown away by how really beautiful and kind of still unspoiled it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of the hidden gem in the state that that people don't know about. I'm you know, I'm partly okay with that. We yeah. we, we we like it. Um, a lot of people have compared it. Especially 
especially the North Sanpete area, is a lot like the Heber Valley. And, and what's what's interesting is it's it's close enough to the Wasatch Front that that we keep expecting it to to grow, much like Heber did you know, yeah. twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can beat a Provo in thirty five minutes from from my house, and so it's it's far enough away that we're away from that, but but close enough that you can you know my wife can still go to the mall when she needs to. Uh, it's um. Uh, what was it like growing up there then? I mean, it, it, you were a small town boy. Yeah, very small. Really town. small. Twelve hundred people in, in in Fairview, and uh, you know, it's it's like any small town USA. It, it's small town Utah. It's 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 kind of a pioneer town. Uh, everybody was poor, and, and, and I mean that. I mean, you know, I grew up in a very very small house, and uh, uh, you know, it was it was always kind of touch and go. You know what what the next year was going to be like. A lot of agriculture, um, a lot of mining, a lot of my friends. Oh, my, yeah, mining. they're I didn't know that. They, they drive over to the mines in Emory and Carbon County oh. and, and the power plants over there. So a lot of my friends' parents, the, the well-to-do people were, were the coal miners in, in town. And then you had kind of the farmers. And, you know, the, when, when my dad was growing up, there were, there were probably, you know, 10 dairy farms just in and around Fairview. Now there are none. Uh, so it, Main Street, I, you've seen the movie Cars, the original mm-hmm. movie. That, that, that's kind of the story of Fairview. Um, Highway 89, Fairview was a bustling community it, when my dad was growing up. There were, there were multiple stores, fronts, and uh, a movie theater, and it was just exactly kind of Mayberry. And then, then when I-15 bypassed 89 and went yeah. through, through Nephi instead of through Fairview, uh, it, the town kind of dried up. We, we don't have a grocery store in Fairview now. We have a couple gas stations, but I, I was, I, I, you know, in the, in, this, in the 80s when I was growing up, that decline was slowly happening. Things, so it was, it was a little economically depressing time for, for the town, but no, nobody cared, nobody knew because everybody was, was poor. And, you, you know, you made your own fun. There, uh, there are a lot of uh, relatives, you have a lot of relatives. In yeah, I'm related era. to everybody. Yeah, yeah, co- yeah, a lot of Coxes. And yeah. what was there another another strain of the family there too? Uh, you, well, yeah, there there are a lot. So Coxes, Irons, uh, Andersons, Benches, we're we're all kind of related. I mean, is it, uh, is, this is kind of a weird question, but uh, all, all Mormon stock. Yes, all Mormon pioneer stock. Yeah. The Mormon Church has had a hard time uh, in recent years, kind of hanging on to people, sort of. Are there the are there the the branch parts of the family that are the beer drinking oh yeah cigarette smoking branch of the family that they don't do that we don't we're still Mormon but we don't absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I come you know that what I'm talking well about. I know I know very well in fact what what happened was I'll tell you it was really it, mine started my family started much earlier on the Cox side uh, my 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 great uh, great great grandfather, the second generation, got swindled out of a horse, kind of by a, a bishop in town. I mean, you know, this was yeah, over a hundred yeah. years ago, yeah. and, uh, and and kind of left the church. And so, I, more than half my cousins and, and a lot of extended cousins are, are you know are not active I- in the church. They are the beer drinkers. My, there were six boys in my dad's family, and uh, half of them went one way, and half of them kind of really? went the other way. Yeah, and and we love them. You know, two of them truck drivers. You're still good. Uh, you still, still very you close. big family. Family reunions yeah, and the beer yeah. drinkers get together they, with the, with with, yeah. the, with us and and we have a great time. They're 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 the fun side of the family. No I think question. That's, you know, and I, I I think this contributes a lot and tells me a lot about 
your attitudes and and how I sometimes think you're not really a Republican. <laughs> I th- that you're like oh, a really now. that I... you're really a very conservative Democrat. <laughs> that's, that's I kind of get that, but I think that's where that uh, some of that comes from. You know what I'm talking about? Well, no, I think I do, and uh, I, I think you're talking about kind of the the empathy side and the understanding of of, of looking at the world a little differently. I, I, it comes from that for sure, from from my family, my extended family. I, I'd also say a lot of it. Comes Comes from my, my parents got divorced when I was mm. when I was a kid when I was ten years old. That must have been hard. And that was a, yeah, that was a tough. How time many how many for, siblings? You so there were three of us, mm. and uh, and and my other two siblings also have some significant health problems. They had uh, cystic fibrosis, which mm. uh, has, has been very tough for them. So you know, we had kind of those things going on. Both my parents got remarried, still live in Fairview, uh, <laughs> to to married people who had children also. So mm-hmm. suddenly I had step siblings, and mm-hmm. then and then had and then both couples had children uh, yeah. together mm-hmm. so so now i have this really interesting family and we're all seen as siblings we're all incredibly close we don't we, we don't distinguish between you know the the yeah. uh, biological siblings and the step, and, the yeah. step and yeah. half siblings mm-hmm. and I, I think all of that just gave me you know i i learned that you could love people that aren't your flesh and blood and that you can love them just as much as flesh and blood um it's uh polygamy also in the family oh yeah a lot of that of course on just about every every branch yeah i come through the first wife of of one of the uh uh, on the cock side so So how does a small town boy i guess uh, you like i guess i can see that you've grew up in a kind of uh, tolerance and you grew up in a fairly modern age uh, you did. You grew up yeah. in a modern age where, even though you were in a small town, you had exposure to the world. Sure. As yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, so. we were still fairly sheltered uh, growing up in the 80s. You know, I mean, the Internet wasn't a thing yet. Um, but, but yeah, we, you know, we had TV and mm-hmm. we, we got a Nintendo and, you know, when that. So that how, why and where, why somewhere along the line did a young Spencer Cox say, I think I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> well, no, that's that's something I'm still regretting. I think, uh, but why? <laughs> no, no. So I- interestingly enough, I- I'd always been attracted to to pol- my dad uh, was the mayor in our small town when I was eight years old, mm. and so I, you know, I had a little interest in that. I I, I would wake. I was a weird kid. Um, for some reason, my my parents subscribed to the newspaper, the Daily Herald, when I was like uh, nine years old, mm-hmm. and it. Was come to my house every morning and I would I was I, I you know I had a hard time sleeping I'd get up early I was always the first one up and uh, I would read the paper every day and just I, I loved kind of current events and got into that and uh, and then I started dating my my wife we went to high school together I started dating her before Abby Abby, Abby yeah before I went on a mission well, she's a really lovely woman she's too. the best she's amazing um, but her grandfather was an attorney and a cool guy a, a judge and an attorney and uh, he had been a mission president in Africa, and I, I just, we just clicked immediately, and I, I just kind of, he, he lived next door to her, You're, so we you would and spend, her, you and her grandpa clicked, yeah, yeah, kind of strange, but, right. um, and he was, he was really the inspiration for me. I thought, man, that's, I want to be like, like that, mm. and and then so yeah, and yeah. she grew up in in Fairview, Mount Pleasant, Mount next Pleasant, door. oh the big city, the, yeah the big city, she's a big city girl. <laughs> she is actually she grew up outside of Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. on a ranch mm-hmm. uh, about five hundred acres. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, so you went to the, you went to high school together. We did, yeah, w- went to high school together, and then I went to a year of snow 
college. He's a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Mexico for two years. For, and, on a mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Came back, and um, she and was- she really waited for you. She really didn't. Uh, she, what? <laughs> <laughs> she dated a lot, and we wrote every week. And But towards the end, the last couple months, the letters started to get sparse, and uh, it turned out she was very seriously dating a guy who wanted to marry her. And uh, I got back, and she wasn't engaged yet, so I had a chance, and- we uh, we duked it out. We we battled, and uh, for reasons still unknown, she ended up choosing me, and I'm I'm grateful for you, it. You 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 felt? Uh, did you feel that just that awful desperation? Like I, I've got to do uh, this. Oh, I've got to have this person. And all I, of those feelings. Oh, all of that so, angst. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Isn't it, it? It's terrible. No, I I could have written some really incredible music during that phase. I think I was. Yeah, it was. It was awful. But uh, I- interestingly enough, she actually knew she had to make a decision. It's a funny story, but she made the decision. I didn't know this until after we were married. Uh, she called me to come up to her house. We sat down and talked. What I didn't know was she decided to break up with me and to marry the other guy. And uh, I came up and I was actually talking to her dad uh, before she dropped the you know the, mm-hmm. the, the bomb on me mm-hmm. and uh, we for some reason you know I believe in deity and it was it was inspired but she just sat there and watched me talking to her dad and listened to the conversation and and something were you told pleading her, with her dad no no not at all no. we were uh, ironically we were talking politics oh, okay. uh, it was it was the 96 election <laughs> I remember exactly what we were talking about it was uh, it was Gore v. Clinton or not Gore v. Clinton excuse me it was Dole v. Clinton Dole. it was Bob Dole yeah. versus Bob, Bill Bob Clinton Dole. and and obviously Gore was the uh, the vice president at, at, mm-hmm. during that election, and so we were talking about that race. And uh, for whatever reason, she changed her mind again. We had a great evening. Didn't tell me anything about it. Broke up with the guy the next day, and and uh, the the rest is history. Did you know the guy? Uh, I did not know the guy. No, but I, he's a great guy. I've heard great things about him. Are, are you so. you sort of know him now? Uh, I I know about him. Uh, yeah, we have a, a mutual friend. Oh, okay. So. She, it's not like yeah. she brings him up. Every no, month. no, no. Fortunately, no. It's, it's, it's you know, Spencer. I could have. <laughs> I will say once in a while she does hold that over my head. But, does your, yeah, does so. your wife call you Spencer? Uh, yeah, Spence. Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. Yeah, Spencer, yeah. Spencer. My mom and my wife call me Spence. I, I think I, so. I think no. I think when we were together, I think she called she called you Spencer when yeah. we went to lunch at um, da, uh, Das Cafe. Das Cafe. Yeah, what great in place. Spring City. Spring yeah. City. German place. Man, really that's incredible. a great place. Yeah. So so uh, anyway, you decide to become a lawyer. Uh, and you're also a, somewhat of a rock musician. Were you doing that in high school? Uh, no, actually. So I, I performed in a lot of you know musicals and and uh, some choral groups, things like that. I was Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls, and uh, had, had a great time. But Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> That's it. Yep. And, and always wanted to be in a band, but never did. That that came a little later in life. That was my midlife crisis about seven or eight years ago, in my mid thirties. My brother and I started a band, and we you still and you still that. have the band. Yeah, we do. What's we do. Called? We're not playing. Uh, nearly enough. Upside, terrible name. We're we're looking for a suggestion. How about downside? Yeah, well, that's 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 the reviews. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's what we get. So you you just you decide to go into law. Um, let's see. You've gone on a mission. You've you've gone to a year of snow college. Then where did you go? Start finished the snow. Went to Utah State. Utah State. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think I read you went to Utah State. But you didn't want to, but Abby made me. Yeah, your wife That's was right. going to go there. Yeah, so. yeah it's a good decision. And you weren't mar- you weren't married at that time. We we got so she was at Utah State. I came back. Did finished my last. I need I needed one semester mm-hmm. at snow. We got married, and I started. You know, a week later, and and so you and did you go do uh, you were doing pre law there political science political science yeah, political science with the intention of going, and yeah. then I read you got accepted into Harvard Law. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. That's 
not that's not a lot of people get accepted no, to that it was, program. It was a really big deal, probably a bigger deal than I realized at the time. You know, and did uh, you did you get accepted? And also, they said we'll give you some money or no money, no just, money, just but accepted. you're accepted, and yeah. that's still yeah. a big. People will scrape up the money to do yeah. it. I've yet to accepted. meet anybody other than me that said no to, to Harvard. I'm sure they're out there, but you said no. I said no. <laughs> I said no. And you went to uh, Washington and Lee in Virginia. In Virginia, yeah, yeah. Why, why did you say no? Well, uh, so. There are a lot of ways to answer this. I mean, the easy way to answer it is that uh, one of you ever met anybody that went to Harvard Law School? Uh, I live next door to okay. someone. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I, I've met a couple of them. Yeah. You know, I, they they're pretty proud of themselves, and that's great. Oh, that's, that's great. They oh, let you know. You, listen, don't, you don't have to ask if they. I'll went. tell you off the air who it is. You probably know. <laughs> okay, him. I probably do. I've just offended all of your Harvard now, Law I live grads on, listening to. On the other side uh, uh, of me lives a woman who went to Harvard. Uh, as a, in in English, and she's a uh, a professor at U- University of Utah. Oh, cool! Harvard, but she went to study poetry and yeah. and, and literature at Harvard. Nice. And she's just, you know, she's so disappointed that one of her daughters went to Yale. She just, <laughs> I can't, can't. Believe, she could have gone to Harvard, but no, she chose Yale. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, for me, I mean, that was part of it. The, the 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 bigger piece was the money piece. I mean, it was a really big deal. I knew if I went to Harvard, you know, I'd, I'd graduate with a couple hundred thousand dollars debt, which isn't a big deal because I could have easily gotten a job in New York or D.C., a, a big firm, and, and eventually paid that off. But we knew there was a chance we wanted to come back to Utah, and uh, that, that kind of debt load would be tough. Washington and Lee was no slash. They were ranked 18th in the country at the time, and they offered me a lot of money, and, and so that was helpful. We fell in love with Southern Virginia. Um, it's about three hours south in the Shenandoah Valley, beautiful area, small town. It's uh, Robert E. Lee and his horse are buried there, you know, a lot, oh, of, really? lot, of, lot mm-hmm. of history, kind of an mm-hmm. interesting place, and uh, and we fell in love with it. I mean, the other piece is, you know, we're, we're very religious. We, we prayed a lot about this and just felt like this was better for us, and, uh, and we, we had have zero regrets. It was a great experience. We loved our time there. Uh, just you and your wife, or had you had children? So she was pregnant with our with our oldest mm-hmm. when uh, when when we went back there. He was born there, and then we had our second son there just before we came back. Um, so two children born in Stonewall Jackson Memorial Hospital, Man. a small hospital yeah. there. It's an uh, interesting place. Uh, you come you come back to Utah. Uh, uh, what kind of law did you did you study? So I was uh, I was working for a big firm here when we when we came back. I actually clerked for Judge Ted Stewart, federal district court judge, and then went to work for uh, Fabian and Clendenin at the time, now Fabian Vancott, about 50 attorneys, which is which is decent size for, for Utah, and was doing uh, was doing a lot of corporate kind of defense work, uh, employment law, some some different, uh, doing doing a little bit of special education law. My wife has her degree in special education, and, and that firm represented some school districts, and so f- kind of for fun, I got involved there, enjoyed mm-hmm. that, but, but mostly representing, you know, big companies that yeah, yeah, not had, tri- no had issues. Not much trial stuff. Just uh, I was I was doing litigation. Oh, you work. were a litigator. Yeah, yeah, I was a litigator. So not not transactional. I wasn't doing business deals. But uh, when when these companies got sued, you know, we we defended them, and and that's. Did you so, like that? Were you a good litigator? Loved it. I loved it. And I don't. I I think I was good. You know, I was only there for a couple of years, and so you're working with uh, some some great attorneys and and getting getting your feet wet, learning the ropes. Um, um I I think they thought I. I was a good attorney. I was I was on a on a fast track to partner and and really in, enjoyed it, loved it. But also we we were just having our third child then, our third son, and I had three boys on a quarter acre in Kaysville. Both my wife and I had grown up on hundreds of acres in rural Utah, and 
just something just didn't feel right. You weren't you weren't living in Fairview then. You were living no, in Kaysville. We were living in Kaysville and yeah. working. You were working here in Salt downtown. Lake. Yep, yeah, on on Second South. And and just so so State what? Street. So you did you just quit and say that's it? I'm going back to Fairview. So what what happened was about that time we just she just given birth to our third son and my dad called me and said hey. Uh, I'm not going to be in the business forever. We'd love you to come back and uh, help manage it. They'd actually sold the company. The uh, telecom? To, the telecom to a holding company out in New York. But part of the deal was they kept management in the family, and that was important. And uh, he said, come back next 10 years. You know, eventually I'll retire. You'll come back as vice president general counsel. We're big enough now. We could use some legal advice in-house. and uh, But you won't be doing just legal work. That'll just be part of it. You do HR, business development, anything you want to do to help run the company. And uh, raise your kids here uh, on the farm. Uh, Take a big cut in pay. <laughs> I'd be really, about, I mean, a big yeah, about fifty percent or, yeah. or more of what I was uh, what I was making, or and especially what I would be making the track I was on. Uh, but we, uh, my, it, it was interesting. We just we, I remember seeing a bumper sticker and uh, said that it's ninety nine percent of attorneys that give the other one percent a bad name. And uh, Abby, <laughs> Abby explained the joke to me, and uh, and then I, I remember asking her this question: Is is the world a better place because of what I'm doing? And she said. Absolutely not, and uh, and that's not to say that attorneys can't make the world a better place. Sure, it's there just are there are really great great people. Uh, you know, I think I think attorneys get a really a bad rap. They in do. a lot of ways. There, I, yeah. there, there are when you need one. Yeah, if you have a good one. You you will worship the ground he walks on or and, she walks on, and, and you know many of those. Yeah. Uh, we have a mutual Ed Brass, yeah, you he's know, great, a, great, great guy. Just absolutely, just yep. there couldn't be a better. Really, a better human being on the planet, yep. and he does the the really hard attorney work. Yeah, he does. He? he does. He does indeed. But that, so so that joke kind of led to a deeper discussion, and again, you know, after a, a lot of thought and, and and prayer, we we made the leap and and uh, moved back to Fairview. And it, again, not a, a decision neither of us regret. It was it was hard, and when we saw the success that you know our our friends that were attorneys with the firm were having, you, you kind of wonder a little. Little bit, but being able to, to raise our kids on, on the farm and to have kind of the life that we had growing up has been uh, has been just a tremendous blessing to, to our family. Um, you know, you talk you talk about praying and a lot and blessing a lot, and I mean, you you really are religious. Yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I like the way you say, you kind of go. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I like you're kind of like yeah. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I no, am. no. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it at all. I, I, I but I also don't want to be kind of in your face with it. Well, you it's never just, have. Been. Well, I, it's just when you when you ask me these questions about kind of personal decisions, like I can't divorce that because I, you know, I, I had these moments uh, where. Um, it didn't make sense on paper, right? You, you don't go back to Fairview. You don't go to. You don't go there. It's a stupid idea. It's really, yeah. You don't go to. You don't tell Harvard no. Yeah. That's that's kind of dumb. Uh, but 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 we we really felt like divinely like this was what our family was supposed to do. And and I, I look, I think that's important. Whether you believe in God or not, um, you know, I've been reading too much Brene Brown recently. But this concept that the universe is conspiring in your favor somehow, whether it's karma or or whatever it is, that good things happen to good people. I mean, not all the time, but if you, you know, that, that belief is important mm-hmm. to, to, to how we function as human beings. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't at least honestly tell you why we made these crazy, dumb decisions. Well, it's worked out, no. except now 
you're insolvent. Has it? I, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it worked out. I mean, you've you've you have become sort of uh, uh, you've become more successful. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but but it, but it also has the downside because now you're working back in Salt Lake and you have a a hundred mile. Is it round? Uh, yeah, a hundred mile round trip. Two hundred miles. Two hundred miles round trip, miles round yeah. trip yeah. commute. Yeah. And you try. I, I, when the, like when you're up here as lieutenant governor in Salt Lake, you stay here for a, a day or two. You don't go back every day. I go back every day. Yeah, you yeah. do go back every. I day. I do go back every day. Yeah, yeah. During the session, uh, so for that that 45 days, you know, January through March, um, I will stay up one night a week. Uh, only, but only one night a week. Yeah, yeah. So you're here in Salt Lake right now. You're going to drive. 100 miles home yeah, I, later today. I drove 100 miles up this morning. Uh, tonight at about 7 o'clock, I'll drive 100 miles You'll back. You'll get home at? I'll get home about 8.30 tonight, yeah. And then tomorrow night. you will get up yeah. and do it again. Do it all again, yeah. That's really yeah. kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind is of crazy. Is it sustainable? Well, I've done it for almost four years now. So, sure. I, you know, I, it's, it's sustainable. Look, uh, this, this job has a shelf life. Uh, for sure, Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor has a shelf life. Yeah. I mean, I I know for sure that uh, that I've got three and a half years left at most as Lieutenant Governor. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the you know the the last Lieutenant Governor made it f- a little over four years, and then uh, then he he moved know, on he moved to on. Uh, he he you replaced him, Greg and he, Bell. Yeah, yep. and he 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 left to do something in education. He, right? He's actually the uh, the the head of the hospital association. Oh, hospital, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 the hospital association, and, and you and. You were appointed by uh, Gary Herbert, correct, to replace him. Correct. Right. Yes, uh, Gary Herbert was the lieutenant governor for four and a half years, and, and, you know, and then he became the governor. And uh, Olene Walker's kind of the exception to that. She's the only one that's done it for a long time. But but you know, whoever the next governor is, if it's not me, um, they're not going to want me to be the lieutenant governor. So mm-hmm. so I know so I can see an end. You know, uh, for the sure. lieutenant governor really isn't a, an elected position, is it? In it's Utah? it's it's a quasi-elected position, like the vice president, we're elected on the same ticket. Yeah. So, so, so the theory is you're voting for the, the team. Mm-hmm. You're voting for the governor and the lieutenant governor, and, and that's why we have a succession plan. The idea is you're also voting for the next guy if something happens to this guy, and that's, that's now, the you, way you we You just said uh, the, who, the next governor, if it's not me. What does that <laughs> Well, I mean, does that mean that you might be the next governor? Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean— th- there, there is a ch- every day. There's a chance, you know, that, oh, that you I could see what be, you mean. be, be yeah. the governor. Yeah, and, Gary Herbert might say, "I just got a job offer that I can't turn down." Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there, there but are I mean, lots of scenarios. Are you going to run for happen. governor? That, that's the question. And that uh, would be twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. So. It's way too early to be talking about that. Unfortunately, several candidates started talking about it a year and a half ago. Josh Romney and Jason Chaffetz basically announced that they were running for governor a year and a half ago, which is just crazy to me. One of the things I hate most about our political system, I mean, think about this. The the U.K. had an entire election uh, just in the time it took for the Georgia 6th special district between their primary and general election. We run these elections for four years now, five years for a governor's election it's 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 really messed up and so i to say we're not thinking about it would not be accurate i mean of course we're thinking about it people ask us all the time and so you have to have the with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Conversation. We have not made a decision yet. Um, but if we'll and, go through the same. And when you say we, you're not using the royal we. I, you, you mean you and your lovely me wife. and Abby. And, and, your, and, your, yeah. and your heavenly father, probably. Abs- that's, I, we will use the same process we've always used and you know and i with one caveat uh if i if i run i think that means god wants me to run it does not mean god wants me to win if if any politician ever tells you that you know god wants them to be god the next governor yeah you, you should probably not support that person i i just i don't believe that i i believe again that there's a path for all of us it doesn't mean you learn a lot from losing in these races and uh and and i'm one of those guys that will tell you i have a much better life outside of this i i mean telling the governor yes to be lieutenant governor was Probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, I we came, we were within five minutes of saying no uh, to the governor on this one, you know, and uh, which was crazy because you never say no to a position like this. But I'm not. I, I don't need this. I, I don't. Um, I do it because I want to give back, and I think I can make a difference. And the minute I stop thinking that, I'm gone. I'm out. You, uh, so. and, and that's why you've done. I mean, you've been on. Uh, you're on city council yeah. in in Fairview, Fairview. Yeah. Uh, county commission. Yeah, I was the mayor too of Fairview. Oh, you yeah. were also the mayor. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, you're you're a state legislator. Uh, yes, for nine months uh, I was a freshman, and yeah. now lieutenant governor. Uh, are, yeah. are there any of those that you liked better than? So, so yeah. So, well, first of all, I you know again, I I'm sitting in Fairview. A friend comes to me and says, "Hey, there's a vacancy on the city council. We need to fill it. Uh, it wasn't an election. We think we've talked about it. We want you to be it." I was flattered why and he said well the truth is we have a lot of legal problems in fairview and uh, we can't afford an attorney You're so that's <laughs> that's how i got started in all of this was doing free legal work for for fairview mm-hmm. um and at every step uh, you know i've seen issues that that i thought i had the skill set to help fix because there aren't a lot of attorneys in tampa county and and to be able to help with some of those issues so i loved it I loved uh, the House of Representatives. I, I got elected. I was a freshman. I was only there for nine months when the governor asked me to be the lieutenant governor. A shock to all of us. But um, that there's something about that 45 days of the intense. You're making decisions so quickly. It's all coming at you. 500 bills uh, in, in, in such a short amount of time. And you're working with people and trying to, trying to build coalitions, which I think we've lost at the national level. But convincing people that your position is right is is a skill set that has been lost amongst people that should have it the most in in congress and other places and i i loved it uh, you know maybe i love it more because it was only nine months and you know mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. back on it uh I, I may not have loved it if i'd been there that long but it was yeah. a really cool experience lieutenant governor is uh what in a way it's a kind of a 
I don't, and I'm, I probably don't understand the, the, the position as well as I should, but in a way it seems sort of thankless. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's just, that's, you know, that's an excellent way, I think, to describe I it. I mean, you, you, you are in charge of the uh, election Elections. process. Yes. And other than that, it seems to me like the governor says, you know, I can't be in two places at once, so yep. you go do that. Yeah. Well, and and it's always the thing he didn't want to do, right? Well, well, <laughs> sure. I, I did tell first, you that. First dibs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, it's – look, I am – blessed and so lucky to be able to travel the state to have conversations like this i i would never have had this opportunity to get to know you if i hadn't been in this position and and others well you Um, should interview me sometime i I should i absolutely should that would be fun i know you like being i know you like communication and and and, i do and that and there are you've been on the radio and done some interviewing and and And, we've kicked around doing some uh some some podcasts which i think would be fun and and you would be on the list for for sure but but this this is cool right so the all of that being said, and the governor will tell you this, I'm, I'm lucky because I have a governor who was a lieutenant governor. So he knows how thankless it can be. And he works really hard to not make it as awful as, as it could be. So I'm, I'm, I'm the luckiest lieutenant governor in the country. I had the to, feeling that what John Huntsman said at some point, who's my lieutenant governor again? <laughs> well, well, it's Herbert? Okay. They, <laughs> they had a lot of respect for each other. Um, they That was, uh, I, I think, a, a little bit of a political marriage. You yeah. know, uh, you had kind of the Utah County guy that, that, that Huntsman needed. And uh, they, they are still close. They, they still talk, yeah. and, uh, and it's great. But uh, the governor, he didn't pick me to pick up you know, votes in Fairview. Right. It, it was not a political decision for him at all because I don't bring anything to the table, right? I'm not, you know, I'm just a... No big voting block. No, I don't bring a voting block. I mean, I guess the white Mormon mm-hmm. block, you know, but well, I think, I think I you had that I locked, think, up, yeah. locked up. <laughs> I don't think Gary, Gary Herbert needed that. No. <laughs> Yeah. I, I hope your listeners recognize that as a joke. <laughs> yes, um, so, so it's been great because he he wanted a teammate, and uh, and and I think we you know we, there is an age difference there. I'm the age of his kids, um, and so so there there is a little bit of a, a difference, I guess, there. Um, but we have a lot of fun together. He's and a, I, you know he's I a sweet the heck guy. Out of he is. He is it, am I? I just not off base there. You're at not all, off the base slightest. at all. You no. know whatever I may think of his politics. When I just talk to him face to face, and he and I, and you, and I can get him off the you know sometimes he'll and, and it's just the same thing with every politician yeah. a lot of times you know you get onto certain sort of talking points yep. and if you, you get him off of that and just start talking about stuff th- he's just a sweet nice guy it's it's where he is the best I, I mean when when kind of the retail politics when he's just one on one with people mm-hmm. I mean people walk away going oh my gosh you know I, I love this guy and that's been the best part of this job I, I I said all that just to say this when you talked about being a thankless job um so so part of this is you know. Sometimes the governor and I don't agree on everything, and he's okay with that. Um, but there are times when, when uh, you know, once he's made a decision, then it's my decision too. You have and, to do and, it. Yeah, yeah sure. and I go out there, and it's so much easier when you know the guy is making the decision for the right reasons, even if you disagree with it. So I, I know that may sound strange to to some of your listeners, but 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 when. You can disagree with somebody if you know their heart's in the right place. Um, it's it's a lot easier to defend when you know they're doing it for just crass political reasons or to benefit themselves, you know, for selfish reasons. It's a lot harder to stand up for that. And so uh, I, I I just I just feel lucky to to be able to work with this governor. Yeah. Um, 
Did the Russians collude in our elections here in Utah? You're in charge of them. I did am. Or not collude, but meddle? Did yeah. they meddle in? No, they You're they sure. I'm because sure. Because more and more has come yeah. out. Other yeah. More states have said, you know, there does seem to be some evidence that they tried something. Yeah. Now, that's not to how, say— And how do you examine—because you, you're, you're in charge. Did you correct. have to examine that? <laughs> we do. Yeah, we, we do, and we look into that very carefully. We work with the uh, the state's IT section, and uh, our, our state is one of the states that gets attacked more than other states. And we're, we're not exactly sure why that is. We, just we in think there's general. Some reason, in general. Just yeah. people trying to hack Constantly, and, yeah. And we're, we're now—you know, we'll get three or 400 million attempts a day. Uh, to, to hack into our, our system. Part of that is probably because of Hill Air Force Base uh, located here in the state. Part of that is, is probably because we have an NSA data center here in the state. Uh, but so we are, we have, uh, I think, better communications with uh, the, our federal counterparts than maybe some other states do because we, we've had some high pri- uh, some kind of uh, high profile uh, breaches in the past years. Not recently, but you'll remember there was a, a couple database breaches, yeah. you know, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that got people's attention. And so from that time, we took it more seriously than other states. And uh, We've been very careful. So there's no doubt in my mind that the Russians tried to compromise our systems over time. But we uh, but but I also uh, am very confident that none of that happened. What do you make of that, that the Russians have tried to meddle in elections here in this country and they've done it? By going to various states, and I think what did I hear? Thirty-six states say say there may be some evidence that there, they there tried, was a at least report. Tried, yeah, there was a report. I think in the Washington Post or the New York Times of that. Um, we talking to our counterparts. We think that's high. We don't think that that's accurate. But, but, but clearly, it was attempted. Yeah. Well, Why are they doing this? Uh, I, I think it's very simple. Um, it's it's economic, and the, the the Russian economy is is a shambles. And the only thing they have going for them is natural gas, and uh, and the you know, the, the United States has started producing a lot more natural gas. We found other places across the world that can do that. And so they've got nothing. And so they're, they're trying to regain some sort of influence globally. And the way to do that is to meddle. It's, it's, it's really all they have left. Because they do it in Europe. Too. They do it all over. Yeah. 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 And have for, for a long time. It's getting more sophisticated, obviously, as we become a more technologically advanced society, the, the possibility of doing that. But it, it also speaks to the, the brilliance of our elections. Um, instead of having a federal election where everything is centered. This is one area where I think Democrats uh, agree that that local control is better because we don't even run state elections. We have 29 county elections, individual, and it's so much harder to to hack an election when it's it's run at at 2,000 counties across the Mm -hmm. United States. It makes it much, much more difficult. And while you could have some one-offs and and, and things like that, it's it's much more secure, and we feel confident here in the state of Utah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're um, uh, let, let's start just what do you make of you know we've talked a little bit about it uh, uh, about uh, not being able to get along on a national level. We see some of that here on a local level. Yeah. Um, wh- why have we come to this point uh, where uh, Republicans and Democrats cannot seem to d- agree on anything and and the and the level of rancor and bitterness and meanness has risen. I'm not sure I have time to uh 
to completely answer this question, but I have some strong thoughts because I've been a little outspoken on on the need for it to end. And uh, uh, some Pew data came out. Pew Research uh, did some data this past week that shows that it's not just you know, we, it always seems worse in the moment. You know, historically, we look back and maybe it's not as bad as it was. No, it's as bad as we think. Yeah, people, we are more polarized than ever um, on, on the fringes, on the extremes. I think there are a couple things that weigh into that. One is how we elect people. Uh, it, it's it, fewer and fewer people are participating in the process. And uh, and what that leads to then is if, if only the extremes are participating, part of that has to do, you know, with the, the way it's, we're elected. Part of that has to do with voter turnout. Uh, then and then, and when you have politicians who only care about getting reelected, if that's your only job is to get reelected, then you you look at this very scientifically. If I have to get reelected, these are the people voting, and they're on the fringes. Then I have to do things that make them happy, and what makes them happy is me not talking to my counterparts on the other side. When you, I mean, you say when only the extreme uh, are the people who vote. Then they elect extremists. Exactly. That's that's the bottom line. That's or just... or people who were not extremists become more extreme because yeah. they're they're trying to get those votes over time, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I think part of that has to do with longevity too. So the, a, a second issue is how long we serve. I think it's I don't think that these positions were meant to be lifetime callings. I just don't. I mean, you go back and read everything the founders talked about and wrote about, and it was you know George Washington, the gentleman farmer, get in, get out, move on, do something serve else, serve your time. Serve time. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. So I think those two things combined are are part of it. And then the 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 social media culture that we have, the uh, the disruption that's happened in media, the disruption that's happened in in in, in uh, newspapers, books, uh, all of those things that that now allow me to only hear and read news or or uh, information or have friends that see the world the way that I do. Yeah. I never have to hear an opposing opinion. And and media as as revenue generator, the same thing that's happening to politicians is happening to some on the far right and the far left who realize that they can make a lot of money by whipping people into a frenzy and throwing out stuff that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a, it's a toxic combination, those three. I'll have people say to me, I get, you know, I'll, listen, I'll be listening to Sean Hannity on the radio or something. So yeah. how can you listen to that? Yeah. yeah. And I say, well, be- I listen to it. Be- I don't agree with uh, almost anything he says, right. but it- I really should know what he's saying. Yes. Yes. I should yes. know what's going on. It- and it makes it possible for somebody like you and I who have a different political leanings and backgrounds to have a really nice conversation and enjoy each other's company and, uh, and, you know, battle on a couple issues now and then. And that's okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you are a human being and you don't let your political ideology get in the way of that. Um, which I think is just great. Yeah, I mean, you're you're really good friends with uh, a Democrat, Ben McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, we are. Yeah, quite good friends, yep. aren't you? Yep. Uh, how'd you how'd you meet him? Or just well, through politics? It, yeah, or? it was it was actually through politics because he left the legislature when I came in, and so we missed it. But but I remember a bunch of Republicans saying, "Oh, you would have loved Ben McAdams when he was here in the legislature. The guy was great. You know, he was very reasonable. We could talk to him. Sometimes he voted with us on things, and uh, just a good guy. And so I got an opportunity early on to uh, to be at a couple events with him and just started talking to him. And we realized we had so much in common. We both have four kids. Uh, we're both attorneys, you know, we're, 
the same age. He's like six months older than mm. me, and uh, and he, you know, we agreed on some issues, and and that's that's kind of where it started. And then he invited me to come and and participate in the demolition derby with him, and <laughs> which was a terrible mistake. I almost died, and yeah. uh, we had a lot of fun, and and so yeah, we we get along great. He's uh, I talked to him the other day, and I said, he, you know, he's such a nice guy, yeah. and I said. How how do you really like being county mayor? And he said, "Oh, I love it." And I said, "But people are up your butt all the time, <laughs> all the time. They're on you about stuff, and you know, especially those homeless shelter issues yeah, and all that." Yeah. And I, and and he said, "Yeah, well, that's part of the job." And I and I even like that part of it because I think I you know I talk to. Them. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hope we can work things out. And Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, that's that's the thing. Uh, if you feel like you're making a difference, then it's still worth it. It does get hard at times, and I know he's had some long nights and 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 some rough rough moments, and that's that's part of the job. But the sad thing is, and uh, you know, I've shared this before, but my when we almost told the governor no, and, and and my wife looked at me and said, "That's the problem." She said, "The problem is that the people that should be doing these jobs aren't doing them because they're kind of awful, and the the people that that really want to do these jobs shouldn't be there." And so, if you say no, then then, then you can't, you know, you can't criticize anybody else. You, you've you got to step up and do it. And so, uh, I we we have this deal that as soon as I start really really liking this job and and just can't get enough of it, that's when it's time to be done. Mm. So. Your wife is a really remarkable person, I think. Um, uh, and I've only been around her, I guess, just that one time. Or yeah, she's, she's been in the she's studio been here a couple times, couple yeah, of times. But, but yeah. when we had lunch, and she was just so charming, and 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 she's lovely to look at, and 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 kind, and all of those Thank things. You. And um, uh, I saw this item, and I've always wanted to ask you about it. Okay. Uh, she, uh, and it kind of surprised me that she served as a surrogate uh, mother. Is that how you put it? Mother yeah, to yeah. for so she had a, a baby for your sister, for my sister, for her sister-in-law. And yeah. when and I and I, I I read about that and I thought, well, that seems really a, a liberal thing to do. <laughs> That's what liberals do for each other, <laughs> not conservatives. They go, what? How? Di- what? No. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was a uh, talk about that whole thing. If you yeah. Will. So I, I mentioned my sister has cystic fibrosis, and uh, she she gave she was lucky she she was able to give birth to to a little girl, and we almost lost my sister in the process. She almost died. I mean, it was it, it was scary time, mm-hmm. and she uh, she knew you know that was kind of it. She would never be able to have another kid, and. She, again, you know, bringing in the religious side a little bit, just uh, started having this feeling like she was supposed to have another another uh, child. I was actually her bishop at the time. I was an LDS bishop in our, in our small town, and and uh, I because kept you didn't have her, enough to do nothing, nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was the mayor at the time too. So as mayor, I would shut off people's power, and as bishop, I'd go pay to turn it back on. So yeah, that was <laughs> worked out well. But uh, but but I, I digress. She so so after that, we we started having this conversation. And my wife started having these kind of feelings um, 
that that she was supposed to do something for for my sister. And uh, we read an article in the Salt Lake Tribune about a couple who had done this. And we actually had a mutual friend. And uh, my, my uh, they were able to talk to her. And, and things just happened. And my wife felt strongly like this is what she was supposed to do. So different than a surrogate, um, this my, my sister uh, is fertile and, mm-hmm. and her husband. So mm-hmm. um, so this child is all theirs. Uh, so we, what, what we call this is a gestational carrier is the, the official term. Uh, Abby, my wife, just served as the oven. An incubator. So, an incubator. Of, yep. 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 They put a fertilized egg from my, my sister and her husband uh, into my wife and uh, and she she had that baby for her and um it was it was incredible we didn't know we were really nervous about how small religious community right uh yeah this is uh, kind of an outlandish thing very much so and to a person uh it was met with the the humanity and and love that 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 i i felt it deserved you know i had this kind of weird i'm kind of the fifth wheel in all of this you know i, I don't i don't participate in any way in this just have process. your hands in your pocket that, right. <laughs> well here we go i love my so, sister and i love my wife yeah <laughs> and this is this is cool um but the, the interesting part i mean during the you know and that's amazing but it was a rough pregnancy and she never mm. had any problems uh with with our four children but uh, she did there were some complications. She was on bed rest for a long time. And then the, the baby ended up coming uh, significantly early, uh, about five weeks, I think, five or six mm-hmm. weeks early, and weighed about uh, four pounds and was was in the NICU for a long time. So it was a really trying time for her. And then, you know, we don't talk a, a, a lot about it publicly, but um, just the, the emotional trauma, too, of, of having a baby and then giving it to, yeah, that, you know, to, to me someone would be, else. I've never quite, I guess there are women who just can have babies and they, just, yeah. and just do it. And, yeah. but, uh, I think the emotional thing must have been, well, that it, would be hard. And, and if you know my wife, this is not, you mentioned those people that, oh yeah, I'll have a baby for you. That kind of, sure. they can just have babies and it's not a big deal. Um, my, you know, my sister had had people like that, friends, great people who I'm sure were very sincere talk about that. My wife is not that person. She's kind of an intensely private person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this was a really hard thing for her. But again, she she felt like this is what, what what she was supposed to do and it's been incredible for our family he's now uh he's now uh, six years old and uh uh, he's a great kid yeah just Mm -hmm. finished kindergarten and he's he is energetic and and amazing and he's a little miracle and it's it's brought our families close and and does he know about it really or yeah he does Mm -hmm. he does we've talked i mean the, the the hard conversation was how do you tell your kids this yeah. right and we had young kids at the time i mean my oldest and maybe yeah just maybe just my oldest had kind of knew the birds and the bees you know and how this this all works uh, my younger ones didn't and you know so we explained it to them look um the the uh the doctor's going to take the baby out of emily's tummy and put it in abby's tummy and they you know that made sense in their minds oh, okay. they just you know they're like okay because emily gets sick so mm-hmm. doctors sure. can do this stuff and and put the baby in there and, and he knows that he uh um uh, we we have a lot of fun, and and he calls he he just tells his friend, yeah, I was in I was in Aunt Abby's tummy, and that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how he he talks about it. You know, you 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 come across as such a Boy Scout and such a nice guy and all of that, <laughs> but I just discovered something about you. There there is a Twitter feed that, and it's you, isn't it? Snarky. 
Oh no, it's not me. That is not. That is you? not me. No, no, no. I no. thought maybe it was, and I thought that's no. hilarious. No, it's you not me. Snarky it's, Spencer. Yeah, Cox. yeah. I, I know. It's been around for uh, maybe a maybe a couple years. I, think, I, I think. just saw yeah. it the other day, and I just read through it briefly, and and there was nothing really horrible about no, it. No, he's it's been pretty who, good. Whoever does to, it, does yeah. it with the, you know, do you know who yeah. does it? Yeah, I didn't for the longest time. I uh, I did figure it out uh, maybe maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. maybe a, a little while ago. It's an attorney. Somebody I didn't know. I, I'd met really? once. Yeah, yeah, I had no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else kind of pieced it together and figured out who yeah. it was. And so uh, he's he's been good not to, you know, not to be too awful yeah. with it. But yeah, I guess, I, it's, I guess I'm flattered to have a parody sure. account of some sort. Yeah, there. I mean, and, and so. it's and it just kind of I thought maybe it was you. Yeah, no, Here's no. a way I can just I, kind of let this this other side I, of me kind of leak out a little. I have a uh, I have a treasure trove of deleted tweets or or non-published tweets, you know, draft tweets that that are are very snarky and show the other side of me that I mm-hmm. I feel, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, because you must get so. you must get pissed at you must get angry at stuff <laughs> and but it just doesn't show in your demeanor. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it happens. And some people have seen it and sometimes you have to. I mean, it's part of the job. Sometimes you have to bring the hammer down and you know, in politics ugly, you do have to get angry you sometimes. Do. Yeah, but but I try really hard. I could know, never do it because I'd be angry all the time. <laughs> I would well, just be there, angry all the time. There are some politicians oh, that are angry all the time. I know. So. We won't talk about right. Mike Noel. We will not talk about <laughs> Mike Noel. My face would get redder than his if I were a politician. <laughs> I love Mike. He was my mentor for you know, nine months in the house. You get assigned a mentor. Uh, and really? it was Mike. And I thought, wow, we're both we're both crazy. So, I've, uh, um, I've uh, you know, uh, been, done a couple of panels that he's been oh, yeah, on sure. the panel. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, I... When you get him to go, say, hey, wait, no, ca- calm down, calm down, calm down, and you start talking to him, he's a pretty nice guy. He's a really nice guy. But he's a really bright guy, just, too. My, my, yeah. No, my, yeah. Now, Mike, just hang on for a second. You know? He does come out. He leads with the flamethrower. Yeah. I mean, that's just his his persona. He yeah. does. Uh, I, You know, um, I think we can kind of wrap things up here. Okay. Uh, I uh, I would like to see you run for more political office. And, well, thank and you. And I think you, you and you know, when uh, the last governor's race, for instance, you know, there, I, I, I'm a, you know, how liberal I am. You yes, know, yes, I I'm, do. <laughs> I mean, I'm an exceptionally liberal person. Yeah. But when I look at the looked at the governor's race, and I thought, and I hate to say it because uh, 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 what's his, the Democrat who ran? And I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, ran against yeah, Gary Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. From, from the health care. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, it'll come to me. It'll, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he um, he he was a nice guy, but I thought you know, and I would rather have Gary Herbert run in the state right now. Well, well wow, thank you. I, I that's yeah. I and I and I'm a liberal. You you a are Democrat. I- incredibly. Uh, yeah, Weinholz, Mike Weinholz, Mike Weinholz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I Mike's a really. Uh, he's Mike a very, is a great guy, a really yep. nice guy, and yep. a smart guy. I didn't and, know and, him before the race; got to know him a little bit during and it. And I and I know yeah. his wife too, and she's she'll probably be pissed if she hears me say that. But um, but she's she's a really great person too. But uh, I th- I just thought, and then and when compared to Jonathan Johnson, I mean, there's just yeah. there's just no doubt Gary Herbert is a good steward for the state of Utah, even though his decisions on land use. Are, you guys, the Drive bears, crazy. the bears ear stuff. <laughs> you guys, stop it! Just stop it. Let the people have the bears ears. Don't 
Yeah. Okay. We won't. Get I into know. It. I no. Don't I know. And I know. Right I know how you feel. And I know a lot of people are really passionate about that. But but again, so so here's the thing. Look, the, the, this exactly what you just said is what we need more of. Like I can hate. I can hate this decision. I can hate everything about it. But I can also separate that from some of the other good things that are happening. And, and you and I have talked about, you know, when the governor stood up for refugees, yep, when no I'm, other Republican absolutely. governor would, uh, you know, again, his heart's in a good place. And we can have disagreements without being complete jerks yeah. to each I mean, other. I mean, Gary Herbert and I had a conversation yep. a long time ago about uh, gay marriage. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I said to him, uh, what, how will you feel when, when gay marriage becomes the law of the land? And he said, well, I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. And I said, I, I think, Governor, you're on the wrong side of history here. And, and I was right. And he said, well, if it happens, then I, I'll enforce the law of the land. And, yeah. and, and, and if it did. happens, then, I will, then I, that's the decision I'll live with. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I just thought that's that's a, that's how politics should be. It is, and, and to his credit, I'll just add this: um, he even when you disagree with them, he will talk to you and he will listen to you. And, and I, I can't tell you how many meetings he had with Equality Utah and Jim DeBacchus, mm-hmm. and they came and, and talked through these issues. And just the fact that he would do that, bring them in, and, and give them a voice, and let them you know yep. let let them share what they believe, it, it makes a difference. Um, so no no snarky okay oh one one other yeah. thing I know you love sports right I do yes sports and sports broadcasting yeah and sports talk shows and yeah all that. yeah so I uh, I think I suggested to you that you listen to to this guy Mike. Pesca, yes, the gist. Yes, have you listened to that? I haven't yet. Yeah. I, I need to. I know I need to. Now he and doesn't. All, he doesn't talk. He's a really good sports guy. Yeah, uh, you may know him as a sports guy. The gist is more political stuff, which I think you'll really like. But what are which you I listening love. to? So I am listening to. So I do books on tape. I'm doing a book on every president in order, which was a terrible idea because there are some terrible presidents and some terrible biographies. Mm-hmm. But I just finished. Uh, uh, I just finished Teddy Roosevelt, the trilogy, which was amazing. And so, doing that, I'm listening to a book on on Genghis Khan, and uh, the it's really fascinating right now. And then I'm listening to Ben Sass's book on the Vanishing American Adult, which I mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Fascinating book. And then I'm doing a lot of podcasts right now. It's uh, it's NBA uh, the the draft, and there are a lot. Of trades going on right now so that's kind of you love consuming that stuff, right now. Huh? yeah big utah jazz fan big nba guy that's that's probably it, my are, favorite are the jazz gonna sport. will they break up because because i heard somebody say and i'm not huge in the sports yeah but i heard some commentators say if oh no you know it was was it kevin durant it was kevin durant who said the jazz gave us more trouble than almost he any did team i listened to the, that podcast and he, he said, said that. if yeah. that team stays together they will be a force to be yeah, reckoned with he did and so that's the question right now does gordon hayward stay or does he go and uh, we're all kind of sitting on pins and needles waiting for that decision but i i think he stays i think he likes wouldn't it here. you like to be gordon hayward at that point oh yeah yeah <sighs> well I mean, how much do you want to give me th- this is it yeah <laughs> what do you want to give me he gets the max deal yeah. he, he just does and and they're you know People are putting up billboards trying to convince him to stay, and it's it's fun. It's it's one of the things that unites us. You know, we're at the University of Utah versus BYU, and there's a lot of animosity there, but the Jazz kind of bring us all together. And, and what uh, so what sports podcast do you listen to? So I, I'm listening to the the Vertical, which is the Woj pos- podcast, and then all the Bill Simmons stuff. Um, the the, mm-hmm. the sports guy, uh, I, the Bill Simmons, uh, he, he's one of my favorites, and uh, cousin Sal and and the team. They've got some good stuff going. They actually have a betting podcast now, which is which is kind of fun. I'm not, you know, I'm not. You're not a gambler. I, I don't, I'm not a gambler, but uh, it's it's kind of fascinating to see how, the, how all well, that works. Well, at your recommendation, so. I have listened to some of the Bill Simmons stuff. 
So you need to listen to Mike. I will. I, no, I absolutely will. It's only yeah. a half an hour. Which is perfect for it's my... the uh, gist. The gist. Mike yeah. Pesca. He's okay. very smart. I'm on it. Uh, that's, thanks, Bill. I think we've done it. Yeah, thanks for letting me come and hang out. Yeah, so. I think so. Now, when you do your own podcast... Yeah, you're you know, on. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer J... J for... James. James. Yeah. Uh, Spencer James Cox. Uh, thanks for being with us on the Let's Go Eat Show. My best to your wife, Abby. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double.